Trigger warning. This episode contains topics of trauma, self-harm, and sexual abuse. These topics can be triggering to some audiences, especially to those who have lived through similar experiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, welcome back to another insane episode of the Brain Eden Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Beth, your suave, smooth, spicy, Satanist. So, Mel, I saw you got a new new job. Yes, yes. It's what I've been wanting to do for uh, for a long time. So I'm cautiously optimistic it'll work out. Hopefully. I'm so happy for you. Was that sarcasm? Me? Sarcasm. <laughs> Never! Let's get blasphemous! Let's get dangerous! You're in the bar, get on the bus! We'll see you in hell! Break it! Break it! When But for real seas, I am happy for you. Thank you. Now you can buy me all the drinks you owe me. No. God. Rude. Well, maybe our patrons can buy us drinks on our through uh, <laughs> our Patreon. Patreon.com slash burning in 666. If you would like to support this shit show because you like train wrecks, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you can support us by <laughs> Being a sitter for only three dollars a month, you can join, become a patron. We'll give you a thank you message, but uh, it looks like the most popular one is the heathen level for six dollars and sixty-six cents a month. We'll give you a thank you message and we will shout you out on every episode. It is hard work, but we'll do it for you. We'll sacrifice ourselves. You learn how to read, guys. Like Jesus. At least memorize. I will I will I will take reading lessons. Lessons. This is this goes towards my reading <laughs> lesson. <laughs> Damn it! If you really like what we do, I don't know why. I'm just kidding. Oh, you could be a blasphemer. You start getting all of your swag. Look at this. You get a sticker, a shirt, a poster, a hoodie, underwear. The magic underwear. You should put magic, magic underwear. underwear. <laughs> but if you like us more than we like ourselves, you can be on the diabolical level. That is 50 bucks a month. You get all the swag and we will do shady shit for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a personalized video. Wink. <laughs> Did she just wink? What? Oh my God. I can read and wink, okay? <laughs> Look at you multitasking. Those are the things that I actually can do. <laughs> seizure over here. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> on today's episode of this shit show, we have the amazing pleasure of speaking with Lane Yancey. What's up? Welcome. <laughs> Look at her. She had to go outside because she couldn't. Right. This is like, this is too much. She's in literal hell. Hell. <laughs> hell fire. Here in the desert. Ugh. So, but it's a okay. That's commitment. And I love that. We appreciate yeah. your sacrifice. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm happy. Happy. 
Well, how are you doing? Hot, very hot, but I'm good. I'm 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 good. Um, I just had a long day with my kids, and now I'm doing something for myself. So and that's very very important. So. I'm glad that we can be your your entertainment for the next hour or so. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Why are you laughing at me? You're entertained. <laughs> Why are we your are clowns? We entertained? What do you want? A Muppet show? Because I can pull up a Muppet. Stop pulling out your Muppet. <laughs> you call the cops. Like, I want to be entertained. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you for uh, being on this train wreck, which I fucking love now, train wreck. <laughs> Because it's true, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for cho choosing to be here with us. Punished. <laughs> okay. Anywho, do you know what time it is now? What? It's it's time for your death. But what time is it? <laughs> We're at six twenty-five Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> But it's also time for Per tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us? So I will be reading from Deuteronomy 22, verses 28 through 29. Okay. If a man meets a virgin who is not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her and they are found, and the man who lay with her shall give to the father of the young woman 50 shekels of silver, and she shall be his wife because he has violated her. He may not divorce her for all of his days. Mm. Mm. The word of God. You're worth more than 50 shekels to me, Mal. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Well, well, okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's You're fair. 50 shekels and 10 chicken nuggets. <gasps> yes. See, you're not worthless after all. This is true. I'm very, I'm very easy. It's fun. <laughs> well, this is fucked. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hate like, it here. <laughs> I hate it here so much. This first, like, blows my mind because when I first, you know, started leaving Christianity and questioning things, mm -hmm. something that really bothered me was always you know, the teachings about the LGBTQ. And one mm -hmm. of the, uh, one of the verses they went by was like, a man shouldn't lay with a man. Mm -hmm. um, and so a friend, well, not really a friend of mine, but an acquaintance who I don't talk to anymore. Um, I asked him, I was like, I asked him about this verse. I'm like, so should a woman marry her rapist? Mm. And he's like, I don't even know that verse. I've never heard of it. And he's a pastor. Shut up. It's not surprising. What I'm a like, shocker. You need your Bible. Ugh. Like, mm. this is, it. it's like how many pastors are out there that aren't reading their Bibles? So it's like, and this guy's like really serious, like Bible, like all about the Bible and scripture and wow. literal it is. And then I bring up a verse and he like has no idea. He's never heard it. So <laughs> I, I would think that being a pastor, the bare minimum would be reading the Bible like you're preaching from. You would think, right? Well, there wouldn't be any pastors anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, are we onto something? Like <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's yeah. disgusting. Thank you for reading that. And that was 
pastors. Anyway, um, so we would love to get to know you. Uh, can you give us your religious background and how you became a godless heathen? Yes. Godless heathen. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Chicago mm -hmm. in an inner city church. That's what okay. they like call it, inner city. Mm -hmm. um, I really don't like that term, but that's what they call it. And it was a Baptist evangelical church. Okay. Um, and I was also homeschooled. Ooh. Until sixth grade. Okay. So um, the church I was in was very, very legalistic. But it was confusing because on the outside, it looked like they were helping a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's something I've had to kind of really come to terms with and understand um, is like seeing the good things that the church can do. Mm -hmm. So because it was in a bad area of the city at the time, this was like in the 90s. So okay. it's much different now, but like it was just a bad neighborhood. So the church, you know, they would give the children school supplies. They would, you know, provide for the poor and the homeless and do food drives. And like, there's so many things they would do. And so that was one of the reasons why my parents had us go there. Mm -hmm. But once you're like in the church, if you're in it and a part of the church, it's very, very culty. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is something I didn't realize until later on. But obviously, when you're in it, you don't realize that. Right. And um, so it was very, yeah, very legalistic. So basically, I grew up from the nursery all the way up through the children's ministry, through um, youth group. And usually in like early ju junior high, is mm -hmm. when they start introducing um, the purity culture. <sighs> but uh, before that, um, I was homeschooled and I did, and I went to Awanas. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's-, heard of it. it's, it's I have weird. heard of it. Hmm. We had it's, a guest tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's similar, but it's not similar to like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. Oh my gosh, there's a bee. Oh no. <laughs> Um, it's gone now. <laughs> um, it's similar to Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, but it's not. You don't sell cookies. You're just, oh. you memorize verses. And whenever you memorize a verse, you get like a patch to go on your vest. Oh, my and God. The little patch where you get like little pins to put in it. And so it's just like a race. Of okay. Bible Great. verses. What what does the patch for Psalms one thirty seven nine looks like? I don't remember. Dash oh. baby's heads against rocks. Like what? Or the about Ezekiel, Ezekiel twenty three twenty. It's just like fucking just white. It's a little donkey with a cum stain in his face. That's, or like the what about the, the foreskins? The foreskins, the cutting up of the hookers of the hooker like. Is it, or I mean, uh, Judges 19, when he chops up the concubine, does it have like a little chopped up concubine patch? Because that would be fantastic. But you, have to, but you have to earn every appendage. Ah! Just like a wheel of fucking... Sorry, that, my mind went to like a dark place. So right I, 
I don't know if you ever heard what a battle vest is, but it kind of reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. Battle vest for metalheads is a vest where you sew patches from your favorite bands. And I have four of those now. I made, well, I'm working on my fourth one. So it's kind of like a battle vest, but for Bible. Yeah, for Jesus. Yeah. Nice. Holy but shit. It's like, kind of like Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts in a way where it's like you go up in your rank. Mm -hmm. <sighs> but it was weird because it was kind of based off of like Native American tribes. Ugh. So it starts, you'd course. be like in the drums and then like you'd work up. And I don't even remember all the names, but I remember mm. they were like Native American based. And I realize now how racist that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what? Like, I remember on a book, it had like a, a Native American in their attire with like the feathers. And like, I'm just looking back at that now. I'm like, that was just so inappropriate. Oh my. Okay. What is it called? <laughs> You said like Awana. what How do you spell that? Awana. Oh. Awana, which I think is also yeah, A A W A N A. Oh, so okay, I, okay, okay. It's like a native. Oh my god! Oh, I see. Discipleship. Child discipleship. Oh my god. Uh, uh, I'm like I'm on the website. I'm just. That's it delivers child discipleship through simple discussions and family fun, <laughs> forming <laughs> lasting faith one conversation at a time. Ooh, Mel, we should do this as a game. <laughs> do you want to have some Awana conversations? I want to <laughs> camp on Awana. Wait, is that from fucking? I, I don't want to. Uh... There is a camp Awana. I never went to Camp Awana, but there mm. is one. Oh, yeah. So. I crazy. That's fucking nuts. I never liked Awana. Mm -hmm. To me, it was very stressful mm. having to memorize the verses. Right. So you know, you'd have to study really hard every week trying to memorize these verses, and it's literally a race. You're like racing with the other kids through this book competition. And yeah, yep. Yeah, and something I remember vividly, like in the books, there's like pictures of. It's like a cliff, and there's mm. fire, like in oh. the, between the two cliffs, and then there's a cross on the top. Oh. So, if you're a Christian, you're walking across, you know, the cross. Right. But if you right. don't have the cross, you fall in. And there's like pictures of people like falling into the fire and like burning. Oh my gosh. And you know, that's something I remember as a kid. I don't know if they make them like this anymore. Yeah. But you know this. 90s so they were very um open mm. about fiery hell and that's how they get you yeah. and i remember i have a workbook i don't have it with me mm -hmm. but i saved one of the workbooks and one of them i had to write down it was like asking me what do you need forgiveness for mm. and i was literally like six this is or fucked seven. up bro oh my god well, I wrote in it being mean to my sister. So who knows what it was. Right. Like, I had to think of things in my head of what mm -hmm. I could have done wrong. Yeah. Deserve to go to hell. Right. So it's like as, as a six-year-old. Yes, as a six-year-old, like oh that's God. what you're being taught. That's what you're having to think about. Right. And it's 
I really think that place really set in the fear. Um, it did its it job. Was, yeah. Yeah. And there was this one time, it's super weird. I don't know why this happened. I just, I vaguely remember it, but all the kids went into the gym and they had this guy or someone run out in a monkey suit. Okay. And he, <laughs> he was running around terrorizing the kids. And I was so scared. I had to take, be taken out into the hallway. And I was just crying. Oh and like God. screaming. I was so terrified of this like guy in a monkey suit. <laughs> and looking back at it, I'm like, I don't know what they were doing. I was like, what was the purpose of this? What was the purpose of that? Like, who knows? Like, who the fuck knows? All I know is, like, that I was traumatized from that. And that's what I remember. Like, I remember the pictures from the book. And I remember the monkey running around and terrorizing the kids in the gym. So, (laughs) I don't know why they did that. You know how much a wanna costs? A lot. $125 per year. I thought it was. I thought it was more, but still, that's too. Well, that's to minus going to camp and oh, uh, yeah. supplies. Oh, exactly. for fuck's sake! It's a fucking business. Literally, we're in the wrong business, Mel. We gotta open up something like this. <laughs> Listen, and- I will gladly design patches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just fucked up Bible verse. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. It's foreskin fine. patches. Foreskin patches. <laughs> yep. Yep, perfect. And body parts. Ooh. Chops and body parts. That's metal as fuck. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I think if they actually had children memorizing those, parents yeah. would probably send their kids. So they have you memorizing verses like, hide God's word in your heart that I may not sin against God. Like things like that. And it's, it's is it so gross looking back at it? I'm like, why are you teaching children that they're bad? Mm-hmm. But telling anyway. children that they're broken and just yeah, like, yes, yes, child was, abuse, literally, literally. And so th- I was being taught that there, and then I was also being taught that when I was homeschooled, and then also in church. So, um, on the side, it's kind of weird. I was so my parents are. I just want to throw this out there. Like I love my parents so much and they are growing. They have changed a lot. Okay. Since then. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time they were very like conservative and into the church we were in. Okay. Um, And I, so they kind of want, wanted me and my siblings to have like the best of both worlds. So they also had me in gymnastics. So I was also a competitive gymnast. Oh, nice. Okay. Homeschooled Christian, you know, girl. And then on the other side, I was a competitive gymnast. So they kind of wanted that to be like my social mm-hmm. um, bubble. But I realized now that was not enough because even gymnastics in itself is very like secluded because yeah. you're at the gym all the time, yeah, especially training. when you're yep. competitive. I'm there like 25 hours a week. And our coaches are Christians. So, and even there, I was so socially awkward with the other kids that were there and going to school. So um, that was like the little bit of real world that I had access to. Mm -hmm. But that, um, yeah, I was just church was my life. 
growing up. And so, yeah, getting to um, junior high, that's when they start doing the purity culture. Mm. And, you know, you'll be like 11, 12. And like, that's really when they start pushing, you need to dress modestly. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to tempt, you know, your brother, um, your brother in Christ. You oh, know, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I hate saying that. Brother yeah. But, my brother uh, in Christ. I'd say that sarcastically, like my brother in Christ. Like, but yeah, so, it's. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you're a child thinking about not tempting men. Right. So already at a young age, you're being groomed that yeah. you're a sex object. Right. Right. So um, they had this. So once I got into youth group, which is like the high school. Um, sorry. I don't know if you what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> this is all your fault. <laughs> so they had this program called True Love Waits. And I'm oh. not sure. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. Okay. And so they would do, you know, the purity rings and um, they would pass around the rose and stuff like that where, you know, you – at, by the end, the rose is like totally gross and no one wants that rose. So it's like, yeah. you don't want to be that rose. I'm so sorry. There's a siren right now. <laughs> How dare somebody die from the heat? <laughs> yeah, I'll let that pass. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. There's no like California fires right now. It's so funny. Like, everywhere it's like no fire, no fire, wherever you go. Like here, it's like don't have fire. So damn. <laughs> but um yeah. So it youth group, it was always separate, boys and girls. So one side of the room would be boys, mm -hmm. the other side of the room. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> the other side of the room would be girls. Okay. And so you're just always separate. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, even everyone talks about everyone in the church. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking to the boys too much, you're going to get a talking to where the leaders come and be like, oh, you know, you were talking too much for this to that boy and you might be tempting them. Um, and we would break into what we call these small groups mm -hmm. at, at the end of the message on Sunday and it'd be like groups of eight and you're supposed to like hold each other accountable oh. and you talk about, you know, the message and then you do your prayer requests and you talk about like your life and the things you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. So you're like a teenager and you're talking about, Oh, I have a crush on this boy. And then you have the leader telling them, oh, well, you need to guard your heart, save your heart. You don't want to give your heart away. So it's like anything, anything sexual, even a crush, yeah. you're feeling like that's bad. So anything natural in your body, like you learn to literally just like repress your sexuality completely. Yeah. And we were never taught consent. It's just mm. sex is bad until you're married. Um, so that was basically my sex education. Hey, they're um, back. 
I know. They, they circling. They're like, fuck this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, I think this is a sign from Satan. From Satan. Um, <laughs> who doesn't want you <laughs> talking about these things. God damn it. Yeah. Or um, wait, no. That makes no, it's sense. Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Satan. Satan's a good guy here, remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is usually Satan. Like, whenever you'd be, like, anywhere with Christians, if something bad kind of happens, they'd be like, oh, Satan doesn't want us doing this right now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Satan doesn't want to sing a song right now. Yeah. And, you know, Satan hates this. And it's... <laughs> it's well, Satan loves this podcast. Satan doesn't like <laughs> shellfish. It's fine. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, Satan hates this podcast. It's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. Church. Um. Yeah, we had the purity rings, oh. and then we'd read. Uh, you, we were all pushed to read the True Love Waits book by um Joshua Harris. The what? Mm. Oh uh, yes. Who was it that told us about wrote, it? Uh, Stacy. Sorry, what did I say? No, the book I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Sorry, I don't know what I said before. True Love um, Waits. True Love. Oh, sorry. That's the program is True Love Waits. But the oh, book okay. I wanted to read was I Kiss Dating Goodbye. Oh, so, yeah. That one. That one. Yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. That guy actually ended up becoming. Okay. Yeah, he's an atheist. Yeah. 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 He like recanted yeah. everything or recanted or took everything back, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah. shit, huh? I know. And it's, you know, he talks about how he wrote that book when he was 21 Mm. and then he was like the face of purity culture everywhere. Like he was doing um, like he was being pushed almost, you know, by the church to like go out and do all these interviews and promote, you know, Christianity. Like he was kind of used in a way, like he was really, and he realizes now like, wow, I should not have been giving, Mm-hmm. relationship advice to anyone at that age like what do yeah. you know at one years old right yeah um, but yeah so we were all encouraged to read that book and so basically people would grow up in the church and then right after a youth group people would usually get married and they would do the whole courting thing where it's like you don't kiss until your wedding day and wow, so, could never. Um, oh my god, I was not a part of the IBLP, but mm-hmm. my church so the IBLP headquarters was in Illinois, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very close, you know, it's close to Chicago, it's like a right. Chicago suburb. Um, so it heavily influenced the church. So there were a lot of people at the church who were quiverful. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't know why <laughs> you like, can't control so that. You're but like, it's like the timing, like the whole time we were talking. Like, how dare you? <laughs> it was so quiet before. It was a nice quiet spot. I fucking love it. <laughs> like I'm at the library, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, uh. Yeah. So, what was I talking about? I, I'm sorry. That was my bad. <laughs> Uh, the quiver, quiverful oh, movement, yeah. that whole so thing. Practice quiverful. So yeah. that's, like, you know, when you uh-huh. have quiverful of children and you yeah. send them out to the world. Um, so there were a lot of people there who were just had tons of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents weren't that, but that's what I was around. Okay. So it's 
whenever I talk to my parents now, mostly my mom, she'll be like, well, I didn't teach you that. I didn't teach you. I'm like, okay, but I was in the church and they taught things and I was in culture and it's different because she was not raised in the church like I was. So it's like, I think it's so much different when you're, you have the choice to become a Christian versus like, it's the only thing you know indoctrination that from a young You're, age and, yeah you don't right. know anything else like that is your worldview and you look at these people like oh that's what i need to be like um so anyway yeah these people you know you're always um looking at the people older older than you were growing up in the church and it's funny these people would court um so they were never alone together and then you have their first kiss on their wedding day mm-hmm. and then the next time you see them, everyone's like, they had sex. Oh, they had sex. <laughs> Can you, like, uh, <laughs> fucking how awkward and, well, quick. It would be like, oh. Yeah, you have to, like, walk to, into church and be like, oh, everyone knows I had sex Right, now. right. It's, it's so mm. gross how obsessed the church is with that. Obsessed. Like, They're obsessed with genitals. With with sex, especially yep. sexualizing children, mm. it's sexualizing disgusting. children, controlling right. them. You have to suppress everything. Mm-hmm. You can't even be alone with your partner before your wedding day, yeah. and um, so yeah, this is this is what I was raised to look up to. Mm-hmm. And women did go to college, but it was really like you're supposed to be the good wife, yeah. and you no. Know, so and you know my mom homeschooled i'm the oldest of four Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like each kid my parents got like less strict so i was the oldest so i had like the brunt of it and everything i did was pushing the boundaries yeah so i was always the black sheep growing up which was really hard yeah um so anyway i ended up going to youth camp when I was 15 and you go and even though you're at camp, even if you're going swimming, you have to be, you know, covered in a t-shirt, but it can't be white. You know, it can't be white. Because you you can see through it. Oh my God. Yeah. And so, and the boys could wear whatever they wanted. Of course. Um, and basically, now looking back at it, like, you know, I thought it was so fun at the time. But now looking back after watching um, that show, that movie or documentary, Jesus Camp. Oh, you know, yes. Emotional. Yeah. That's kind of what they did. Like, it yeah. wasn't that extreme. Yeah. Whereas, like, we, we didn't do speaking in tongues or any of that. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, the whole, like, you have fun throughout the day, you do this, and then you all come back, you know, at the end of the day to have this message. And then everyone's crying, you know, and, you know, Fuck, dude. You get all emotional and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. Like, I need to rededicate my life to Christ because I'm just, I like boys and (laughs) oh my gosh, I looked at that boy over there when he didn't have a shirt on and I'm just so sinful. And it's just like, (laughs) there's so much guilt and shame over everything, anything natural. It's like, you can never just talk about, like Mm -hmm. they would talk about after you're married, 
you know, pastor would be like, oh, sex is amazing. And I love my beautiful wife. And, you know, sure. this is <laughs> like, so you're telling us this, how great sex is, but then yeah. at the same time you're telling us, don't think about it. Fucking gaslighting before, yeah. like, get yeah. the yeah. Oh <laughs> so anyway, at this camp, I ended up meeting this guy and I think he was like a year older than me, a year older than me, maybe two years, but he asked me to be his girlfriend. He liked mm -hmm. me and me being all excited. I'm like, oh, I've never had a boyfriend before. I've never oh. had anyone like me before. Right. So like, sure. And he was nice. Like, I think we held hands once or something, um, like literally once. Yeah. And I think it was like while we were praying. <laughs> so it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. If Jesus is in the room with you, it's it doesn't count. It's fine. So that was like a yeah. So um after when I got home, I was like, okay, I'm gonna tell my parents about this guy. Uh -huh. And when I sat down with them, I was like, Yeah, so this guy asked me out and I told him yes. And then they kind of looked at me and my dad was like, you're not dating till you're 18. And then they started telling me that apparently the leaders who are at camp came and talked to them and was telling them, oh my gosh. you know, about the guy I was hanging out with. Mm. It's not even like we were ever alone or right. like doing anything. Like we held hands once, like blasphemer. Yeah. So basically I was shamed about this relationship and I, so I had to break up with this guy. Mm. Um, I kind of tried to make it work for a short period of time, but this was like before Facebook or anything. Mm. So, um, you know, you just kind of stop talking and that's it. Right. He didn't go to church regularly. He just went yeah. to the camp. Okay. Um, because it's like an inner city. Mm -hmm. They like, hey, there's a lot of kids that get in, um, through like sponsorship so yeah. he was like one of the kids and he doesn't actually like um go to the church all the time so i didn't really see him anymore oh okay i think he was probably scared away because i mean uh, <laughs> i think he probably approached a few times and like like you can't you know right jeez go nice. date girl i guess i don't know so that was my first experience of a boy Mm -hmm. in a way and then I was shamed mm. completely so oh. but in my mind in my 15 year old brain mm -hmm. I was shamed and I felt a lot of guilt that I let myself fall into the temptation of having a boyfriend oh, before I was 18 because mm. there's no intention for marriage at this time there's no point in dating unless you're going to be married so yeah <laughs> So after this, we ended up leaving the city, Chicago, and moving out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And part of it was, I guess, the taxes going up. And mm -hmm. that's true. The taxes in Illinois are insane. But at the time, this happened right after the whole guy thing. So I was thinking it was my fault that oh, we left like, mm. because that happened. And I don't think they want to admit it, but it definitely was part of it because that's like what triggered like, okay, we're going to leave the church now. Yeah. And Whoa. I remember being so upset because that's where all my best friends were. Oh, you know, yeah. I grew up with them. And then all of a sudden we're leaving the church, moving away. Mm -hmm. um, and I was so angry and hurt and like, just again, just feeling all of the shame. So 
we moved out to the suburbs and oh sorry that's wrong so we moved out to the suburbs earlier and we stopped going to the church later mm, so we moved okay. out to the suburbs okay. and I started attending public school that's what oh. happened mm. so yeah i was in public school and that was so basically the schools in chicago where we were they just they weren't good schools mm. so but when the suburb we moved, moved to they had good schools okay oh. and I think my dad, which I'm really appreciative, like him being a black man, he was very like, I want my kids to have a proper education. Okay. So he put us in the public school. And, um, but for me being the oldest and not knowing anything else, like it was a total culture shock. We moved to a neighborhood where, you know, I was like in the inner city where it's all people of color with like a few white people sprinkled in here and there. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to like an all predominantly white school where I'm the only black girl in, the, in my grade. Right. And at the same time, I'm around like all of these like non-Christians, you know, it was terrifying. Yeah. I, I ended up having to be held back a year oh, because wow. I'm too immature to handle literally just life like yeah. I, teachers like it was the middle of the school year after i'd started and they're like mm -hmm. no she's not ready for this um i had so much anxiety i mean i had anxiety as a small child but it's like why do you think i had anxiety uh, but, <laughs> i wonder um, <sighs> so, um yes so right before high school um this was when i went to the camp and then okay. after that going into high school, we left that church and we started going to a church in the suburbs, which was like a non-denominational church mm. um, and predominantly white. And uh, they, it was Harvest. It was called Harvest. It's different now, but there's okay. a, like a chain, I'm just going to say chain, you know, how there's like chain of certain yeah. churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a franchise. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> And, um, Chipotle. <laughs> exactly. But we also had a scandal oh. a few years back. And so that church that we went to, that location, they changed their name. So I just found that kind of interesting. Um, at that point, we were no longer attending that church. But it's just weird. Like every church, there's always something that happens. Um, Gosh. So, oh, yeah. Another before we left the inner city church, the Baptist church, mm -hmm. there was a man who he had been abusing, sexually abusing his daughters. Fuck. And one of them got pregnant. Um, oh. The younger one was my age. And then the other girl, I think, was like two years older. So, again, I grew up with them. I knew who they were. Yeah. They kind of acted weird but i wasn't really friends with them that much but like you're familiar with them because it's like you grew yeah. up with them kind of like school like when you just know people because yeah you're mm -hmm. in school with them all the time um so all of a sudden they were no longer in church mm -hmm. and so this guy left and you know everyone's talking about it like this horrible thing that happened i think it was like a month or two later the father ends up coming back to the church so the mother wow. and the daughters had to leave and then the father came back because they wanted him 
to be able to like, I don't know, find forgiveness from God. And so he had to go up in front of the church and it's yeah. you know what he did wrong. Yeah. And so then he was just back at the church. Okay, and, no. We're yeah, good. I just, yeah. That's what forgiveness is, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but I know Jesus I said it was okay. It's like yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Like this guy did a horrible thing, but he's still mm. here. Yeah. Right. So um, I spoke to my mom about that recently too. And she's like, yeah, that was really weird. It was very controversial. I'm like, yeah, but he was still there and you kept us there for a while. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, but that was one of the reasons why we left. But I'm just like, if that was me, I would have left as soon as like he came back to the church. I'd be like, I don't want my kids around him. His ass. Specifically like my daughters. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. So, anyway um so yeah we ended up switching churches and we went to this harvest bible chapel the non-denominational church mm -hmm. and so that church was a little bit different i didn't really feel connected there so it was really weird i didn't really make any friends there but i still had to go to like the retreats and still had mm -hmm. to go to the camps um where you're still feeling all that guilt and shame you know you're you go to the winter camp, you go to the, you know, the fall retreat and, you know, you're doing all these yeah. things in youth group. Right. And I realize now youth group, all it is, is just controlling your sexuality. Yeah. That's really all about like, what else yep. are you learning? Yep. I mean, I think maybe when you're a little kid, they talk about Jesus loves me and yeah. you know, you're a sinner. Right. But once you get to youth group, it's all about like, not falling to temptation and wanting to be a daughter of Christ or whatever. Yeah. And us in your heart. That's all it was about. Yeah. Okay. So Ugh. I ended up going into high school. Mm -hmm. The high school I went to, so I had a choice between two high schools where I was located. One was like a more like rich white school where the other one was more like mixed. So mm -hmm. I ended up choosing that school because I felt more comfortable. It was yeah. still a good school. Um, so at this point, I had been in public school for a few years. So, but I'm still, still awkward, still socially awkward. Mm -hmm. And, but I was able to make some friends finally, like middle school was brutal. It was just horrible. People bullied yeah. me and because I didn't know it was too nice, um, too friendly. And in high school as well, but I was finally able to kind of find some friends. And so I was a gymnast there mm -hmm. my freshman year. I was a, on the varsity team. And then I ended up quitting gymnastics. Like I was done mm -hmm. and I got to musical theater. Hey. And I remember being in theater and I loved it so much because I felt like I was being exposed to like the world type yeah. thing. And right. cause you know, when for shows you change the same room right and right. you know teenagers were being teenagers yeah and i just remember feeling it was like this guilty pleasure of like wanting to be a normal kid but at yeah. the same time feeling so guilty that i was like mm -hmm. giving into my sinful nature mm. so it was so horrible like it was just you're like torturing yourself every day all the time going through school because you're just trying to think like what is okay what's not okay what, yeah. am I yeah. what am I allowed to say? What am I allowed to do? 
Um, but I was still very innocent. My friends, they still make fun of me. Like I was so proud of like, you know, saving my sex for marriage. I was so proud of my purity ring and like, like that's yeah. who I was. Like I was right. the Christian girl. Yeah. I talk like this all the time. This is literally how my voice was. Oh, no. no wonder people thought I was annoying. Interesting thing is like after I deconstructed, one of my friends from high school, we're still great friends now. She told me, she's like, your voice changed. I was like, really? Hmm. Like, yeah, your voice changed. I was like, that's really interesting. And I just realized, like, that facade of having to be—I guess we'll just say, like, shiny, yeah. happy people. I know people literally. are saying, that, but it's like yeah. that's really what it. It's a performance. You're, you're literally shiny, performing, and, and yeah, holy yeah. shit, it's interesting. And huh? you're way back that way. Yeah. So, anyway, so this all happens, and then my junior, the summer before my senior year. I was at a sleepover with one of my good friends from theater and we ended up, so she lived in like an apartment complex and then they had, might've been condos. I don't remember, but they had like a, like a clubhouse type thing where there's like a pool and like a lounge area. And so we ended up sneaking out in the middle of the night and we went there and there were these two guys there because she wanted to see this one guy. And I knew him because he was in my middle school. He went to middle school. So I was familiar with him. But I didn't know who the other guy was. But I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. Whatever. You know, I'm 17 at this point. Mm. 17. Still haven't kissed a boy. Haven't, like, dated. I kind of had, like, pretend boyfriends type thing. But then it wasn't really. Yeah. It wasn't really I just don't even count that because it wasn't really like you talk about dating and then it's just you're not you don't date right Um, (laughs) but anyway so this guy so my friend and the guy that she liked that I knew they ended up going I don't know they ended up going for a walk or something Mm -hmm. and so the guy I was with you know he was there and he's like do you want to go for a walk and I was like yeah sure like I'm just like, cool, I, I think he's cute, and let's go for a walk. And so we go for a walk, and um, he starts to kiss me. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, a kiss is, is fine. Mm-hmm. But then it, like, went a lot further. Mm-hmm. I end up on the ground, and all this stuff happens. I'm like... I remember floating over the top of my body and looking down at what's happening Jesus. and it's being like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe this is happening right now. And like, you know, your body just like freezes. Right, right. And so at the time it, after it happened, I, you know, I met back up with my friend and we be- went back to her place and you know, I was like, I told her what happened. And I was like, it's like, yeah, this happened to me. And I was so naive that I thought that, that it was my fault, you know, that I thought that oh. I tempted this guy. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I had no idea, no idea that it was assault in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught consent. Right. Um, right. You're kind of told, like, oh, rape is where you kind of go into a dark alley and some guy pops out, which that yeah. wasn't the situation. Like, I went, I, right. oh, sorry, the table here is kind of wobbly, but, um, I decided to go on a walk with him and I was like, yes, I kind of kissed him, 
But at the same time, now I know it's like I never had even kissed a guy before. And so there is no way that I would have wanted to go that far. Like I know this now. I didn't enjoy any of it. But anyway, that's now. At the time, I thought that it had happened to me or I had I had done that. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of shame. I ended up trying. So it was weird because I felt like, oh my gosh, I hooked up with this guy. We're supposed to be together because you're taught, you know, God has a person for you. Right. And your parents are praying for this person that you're going to marry when you get older. So you never really like, there's so many questions. And so in my head, I'm like, oh, I guess I need to date this guy. But he had no interest in me. Um, I never saw him again after that. I was totally heartbroken. And, but also totally in shock. I remember after it happened, I didn't eat for like four days. I was just like frozen. And, but I didn't understand. I didn't understand what had happened to me. Right, right. So I ended up writing about it. I ended up writing about it in my diary because mm-hmm. at the time it was like I had all of this in my head. I was like, I just, I had to get it out. Like, what happened to me? Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't talk about it at home. I couldn't tell my parents about it, you know, because right. that's the worst thing you could do. And, um, and like I said before, like being the Christian virgin girl was like my identity, basically. Yeah. And so that was completely gone. So I wrote about it in my diary. And later on, my mom ended up finding it. Oh, fuck. And that is like where things really went downhill. And my mom, I'm just putting this out here now. My mom has apologized to me. She mm-hmm. regrets all of it. She's in therapy. She's on medication. Like she's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's doing everything she can now to like to heal for us to heal from that. There's still a lot of work to go. I just want to say the way they my parents handled it is horrible, but they're not like that anymore. Anyway, so at the time, my mom was freaking out, and so she she and my dad ended up sending me to church camp with the non-denominational church with Harvest. Mm-hmm. And um, my, I remember right before we got on the bus, my dad was talking to the leader and was like, oh, like whispering. I don't remember exactly what he said, mm-hmm. but just basically saying like, oh, I was going through stuff. And I must remember in my head, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, he's telling them that I'm like the troubled kid. You know, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm like the bad kid now. Right. You know, I was good girl and all of a sudden I'm the bad girl going to uh, summer camp and you know they're going to be watching out you know for me so mm-hmm. just after that it, you know that was horrible um, I ended up coming home and my mom had completely gone through all my stuff in my room I had posters on my wall she had taken all the posters down throughout like all my stuff she saved a few things but put them up like in a box away where I couldn't get them and she painted Bible verses on my wall. Holy and, shit. I know. Wow. And so I shared a room with my sister. Mm-hmm. And her reason was she had to protect my sister from me. Wow. So, yeah. And oh, my God. 
my brothers were telling me, oh, yeah, she was crazy. She was in there listening to, like, Christian music and praying over the room. And, like, so I'm thinking in my head, oh, my gosh, my parents think that I have, like, a demon inside of me. Mm -hmm. And they think I'm being influenced by the devil. So already I, you know, there's just more shame, more guilt. Yeah. And it was, it was awful, just awful. Mm -hmm. And I like, you know, you already have no self-esteem growing up in a world like that where you're told nothing from birth without a deity. Like you're literally just a dirty sinner. Right. Um, You're born with a sinful nature as you're told. Um, Mm. Anyway, going into school, my senior year of high school, I was just a completely different person. Um, And so this guy ended up, I was 18 at this point. So I was a year. So I was 18. Mm -hmm. um, This guy ended up asking me out. And so I said yes. And I was 18, so I was allowed to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I said yes to like the first guy because I was just so desperate for like real, like some sort of connection with somebody because the yeah. other person completely treated me like trash and like threw mm-hmm. me out. So it's like now I'm like, okay, I need to like find someone who's actually going to care about me. So I said yeah. yes to this guy. Mm-hmm. And we became sexually active. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that term. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever I, but whatever mm-hmm. at the time. And he was a narcissist. He was horrible. Oh. He isolated me from my friends. He isolated me from my parents. And then he ended up telling my parents that we were having sex just to be an oh. asshole. <laughs> and... So uh, after so that was horrible. My my mom ended up taking my purity ring away and telling me that I didn't deserve it. And my dad took the car away, so I wasn't allowed to drive anymore. I was a senior; I had to take the bus to school. And so basically, I was being punished for being a normal right. teenager. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm this horrible, sinful person. Like I'm really bad like I'm just a bad bad person so I'm already have just like the worst self-esteem possible yeah god damn it after graduating high school I end up going to a Christian college um I felt like I had to go to a Christian college because you know I have to get close with God you know I have to get back the right path yeah so um I was still dating this guy because I felt like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, marry this guy now because I had sex with him. And um, Mm. I go to college. He's still in Illinois. And I'm going to school in Mississippi. And um, it's a very small, small Christian school. I'm sorry. Mm. There's a really loud bird out here. So if you hear it. (laughs) Nature, why are you so loud? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Jesus uh, in bird form. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's the Holy um, Spirit. The Holy- <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, I went away to college. Um, I met my now husband mm. there, okay. and we became really good friends. Um, and I was a theater major. He's a dance major. And oh. um, 
oh, so by before that, I actually, my boyfriend at the time had introduced weed to me. Okay. So I had been smoking weed. Um, and I'm pretty sure he laced it with something one time. Because oh, there was, was a time where, like, I couldn't move. And I remember yeah. we were watching, like, Spongebob really weird things and I couldn't move stuff happened and so yeah I was assaulted by that guy too but didn't know damn it I I had no idea right it just happened when you put yourself in the situation so um so anyway I had started smoking weed and that's probably the one positive thing I got from that boyfriend. So I ended up meeting my now husband and we, he was like a total stoner. <laughs> it's funny because I got there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm just like a black sheep. And so it's in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm from Chicago. So very liberal. Mm-hmm. Even though I was in a conservative community, it was very a liberal, like mixed. Whereas yeah. in this time, Jackson, in Jackson, the schools around there were still segregated. Like I had been, I was in what? school with, had never been in school with a black person before. The fuck? What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like how, and a lot of the kids were like homeschooled, and so the freshmen, the first week was just for freshmen, and mm-hmm. so what the end of the week they had what they called a hoedown. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't really, I guess you're, you're supposed to be dancing, but it was kind of funny yeah. because no one was dancing. Everyone was kind of walking around awkward and like the boys and the girls were separate. Yeah. And I got there and I see my husband, or he's not my husband obviously at the time. Yeah. But I see him sitting down like just totally bored. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if he smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I and I was like, hey, do you smoke weed? And he's like, yeah. So um, we ended up just being, you know, we were just stoners together and yeah. we were his best friend. And so my boyfriend at the time, he ends up telling me that he's, so we ended up getting like engaged. I didn't have mm-hmm. a ring or anything. Yeah. But I guess he asked me to marry him over Skype or something. I don't even know. So we were like, engaged okay and but then he ends up telling me that he cheated on me oh and so at this point i completely lose it like i um after everything that had happened to me you know i was assaulted the first time that was not taken care of properly and then i had a very abusive narcissistic boyfriend who abused me verbally physically and just emotionally in so many ways and then I had all the indoctrination and all the spiritual abuse and all the emotional, like all this stuff. And so I just felt like I was just the worst piece of shit in the world. I just thought I was garbage. And at this point I wanted to die. Like I wanted to end my life. I was planning things Mm -hmm. and I don't even remember how it all went because it's such a blur but I think I was talking to like my sister and then let talk to my parents who spoke to the school. So I ended up on suicide watch at the school and I ended up going on medication and they set me up with this guidance counselor at the school. And I remember 
being in there. And this is like when I kind of started to question. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to her and being like, I don't understand why God would let this happen to me when, you know, is he just up there with a magnifying glass laughing at me with like after I'm going through all this crap? And she looks right. at me like totally scared. And she's like, you need to go to a Presbyterian church. You need to go talk to your pastor. And I was just like, I was just done. Like I was yeah. so at this point, I was like, fuck the shit. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. And so I just kind of doing, I stopped going to church. I just started doing whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and I would go to parties. I ended up being assaulted at a party um, while I was dancing. You know, a guy came up to me and like put his hand down my pants. Uh, and then there was another guy who like wrote something horrible online to me. Mm. Or horrible about me online and like everyone in the school. He was basically People's... calling me a slut, saying that, you know, that I just sleep around with all these guys and which was not true at all. Right. Um and so that was horrible. And I remember I had to go in and speak with like I don't know, the dean or something of the school. And mm -hmm. I remember like saying, you know, talking to him and just mm -hmm. saying like hurt I was by this and I remember him telling me like he's like well I don't know what you do in your personal life like he looked at me and said that so basically he's looking at me and basically confirming like yeah you're just your fault like, right right you're um, but this guy was just jealous because I didn't like him I realized mm -hmm. a lot of Christian boys would get upset yeah and you would just not like them back I remember there was this one kid I hung out with him a couple times and one time he literally freaked out on me. He's like, I don't understand. I don't understand why you just won't date me. I'm, like, I'm a nice guy, okay? Yeah. God. Right. Like, Fucking entitled dude. little pricks, man. Mm. <laughs> well, that's what God like, does, right? He gets pissed when you don't like him back. He will drown you. Yeah. and He will kill you, literally. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. And so um, I ended up meeting this one guy who is like in my friend group and we started to like kind of hook up, but then he ended up date raping me oh. violently. Um, so I had to go to the hospital and I was still so naive that I did not tell the hospital that I was raped. Mm. I literally told them, you know, that he was my boyfriend. And honestly, I think it's also the nurse's fault. She should have just, she should have known. Yeah. But she told she's like, oh, next time. She's like, you probably just ripped your hymen. She's like, just drink some wine next time. And, you know, you'll be fine. So in my head, I'm like, oh, okay. So even more so, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm just a slut. And oh. I'm just a horrible person. Yeah. And so I end up failing out of school. Um, at the time, it's like I just – it makes sense now why I mm -hmm. failed out. Yeah. Um, right. After everything I was going through. Right. Um, my husband failed out as well. <laughs> oh. And so we were just smoking weed together all the time. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – Yeah, he was probably the best part of school. <laughs> I was just smoking weed all the time. Um 
because he was going through his own stuff. I'm not going mm. into his story, but he, yeah. he was not raised Christian, but he was raised Catholic and he had like an abusive mother and whatever. He was dealing yeah. with stuff. So how did you so, end up being a heathen, like deconstructing? Oh, I'm sorry. I know my story is really long. I'm getting really oh. close. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I'm like looking at the clock. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, so... I failed out of school and my parents come to pick me up and they're just furious with me, like so mad at me. I end up going home and they, um, they end up sending me to this outpatient program, mm. basically for smoking weed. And so I'm there with like literally these drug addicts. I remember this one kid said he woke up next to his dead girlfriend who oh. overdosed on heroin and like oh talking to like get the, these serious addictions and I'm there right. like you know Holy <laughs> right. I was I was diagnosed with borderline personality personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And um so after that my parents wanted me to like come home and like get it all together and I, I just I couldn't. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't it's like it was like deja vu like coming back mm-hmm. into the house like having to obey by their rules. And it's like, I, I just could not do it. And my husband actually moved to Chicago as well because mm. he was a dancer and there was work there and we yeah. were friends. So he worked. Um, so he was there and I would go and hang out with him all the time. And one night I didn't come home. And so when I got back, my parents basically told me, they're like, you have to live by our rules or you have to leave. And so that didn't really give me a choice. They yeah. tell me like, oh, we, we didn't kick you out. Like that was your choice. But no, I didn't have a choice. It was like either be myself and leave or be here and be tortured and controlled constantly. Right. Um, and so all my younger siblings were still at home. So again, I'm the oldest sibling who's like mm-hmm. the first one breaking out and all of this shit's happening to me, you know, because I was not prepared at all. So I ended up moving in with um justin he's my husband and um we just kind of went through life together in our early 20s struggling financially just doing everything on our own i had to find my first job by myself and Mm -hmm. find my first apartment by myself and just do everything on my own it was super tough and Mm -hmm. i just felt a lot of shame because my husband and i we started dating Mm -hmm living together and I felt like oh you know my mom was telling me like you're living in sin you know when you're living you you're living with your husband or your yeah. partner before you right so um, we ended up getting married I was 24 and I don't regret getting married but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that was fine um, but I do feel like we got married really fast like, mm-hmm. I feel like if we had just stayed the court and, like, yeah. waited, yeah. I feel like there was so much pressure because mm-hmm. after I was married, then all of a sudden I felt this obligation to be this Christian wife. Oh, and fuck. my husband didn't even care. Like, he wasn't yeah. raised that way. Like, he didn't give a shit. But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I need to feed my husband. I need to yeah. do this. I need to act a certain way. So we start going to church again. Because I feel like, oh, I'm married now, so I guess I'm, you know, right. I, I, I can go to church now. I'm not, like, that bad anymore because I'm married. Right. So um, go to church. I have 
I get pregnant. She was not planned. She was a surprise. We mm-hmm. love her, but um, I had her at 25. I feel like we were just too young, but I had my daughter. We were still in the church, and so we end up we end up going to this church in the city, and they say they stand for social justice, mm-hmm. and so that's why we attended the church. And so it, it was very contemporary, non-denominational, like great music type, like Hillsong type yeah. style. Cool, type cool pastor. Yeah, cool pastor. <laughs> and, but another reason why I chose to go to that church was because right behind them, there was a very historical, famous um, Chicago, like apartment complex mm-hmm. that was really bad in the 80s. Mm. Okay. Um, there's only a, like a small part of it now, but it's it's gated all the way around. They have cops on each side, and it's just like it's just a bad situation. So I'm thinking I go to church because I want to help serve the community. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is what they're going to do, but that was not what they were about. It was mostly all rich people that would go mm. there, and spending money on missions. Um, me and this other black woman, we would try to like get them to go into the community they did like a couple picnics but that was really it yeah and if we push it nothing would happen so anyway my daughter ends up getting sick when she turns one years old she's sick and she's in the hospital um and she got a kidney infection or no a bladder infection that spread Oof. to her kidney oh and um, so she was in the hospital for a couple of weeks. And so I had to stop working. I was a dance teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband had to kind of stop working too. He was kind of in and out of the hospital. And so we ended up being basically evicted, but we had like eviction notices. Yeah. So I ended up having to quickly sublease our apartment. I remember going to the church and crying to them being like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is happening. Like we need help. And they just basically said they couldn't do anything for us. Of course. That's what, yeah, exactly. The church is like full of rich people. Yep. And well, they ended up offering us marriage counseling for free. So that's what we did. Mm. <laughs> we ended up going to marriage counseling, which right. looking back, I don't really know if it did anything. But um, we ended up moving in with my parents. My parents did not want us to move in, but we did. So this was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, And so then 2020 hit. 2020 hits. Everyone stops going to church. Mm -hmm. And people can start thinking for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then Ahmaud Arbery happens. George Floyd happens. And Chicago goes nuts. There's riots. There's just like, it's just, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And so there were protests, like huge protests. There were marches and or mm-hmm. the churches would call them marches. Mm-hmm. So I remember we were still doing like virtual church. And so we had this thing called like small groups where you get together like throughout the week mm-hmm. and just talk about stuff. And I remember the one, the guy that was in our small group, he was one of the pastors. And I remember asking him like, hey, what are we going to do about, you know, what's happening? And he just basically said, oh, I don't know. He's like, oh, I think one of the pastors is going to go to a march with another church because he's the only black pastor. I'm like, okay, so when is it? Where are we going? Like, what's happening? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, you're literally the pastor of the church and you don't have any plan 
Yeah, it's all a performance. It's yeah, all a facade. Like your backyard is full is like a back up, like historical black neighborhood, yeah. and like you have no plan to do anything about the injustice that is going on, and so that was like another red flag for me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and just like being away from the church and just having space and having space to think for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is years later. So all my adult so my siblings are all adults we all ended up coming home yeah like everyone was away in college and we all ended up home and we're all like back under the same roof and that was just it was weird and crazy and just it brought back a lot of like deja vu moments and Mm -hmm. I became very emotional just like and I started to realize I was looking at my daughter she was turning two at the time and she wasn't a baby anymore. She's turning into like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I realized looking at her that if what happened to me happened to her, I would call it rape. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, oh my gosh, I was raped. I wasn't raped once, but multiple times by mm-hmm. different men. Right couple times violently a couple times I was drugged like there's so many horrible things that happened to me and I had no clue and like that just like blows your fucking mind mm. when you when you realize you just went through all of this shit and mm-hmm. your whole life you thought that like there was something wrong with you yeah mm-hmm. and so that was just nuts and I start like to really question and be like okay so why why did I think that it was my fault I, I need to figure this out. Um, so that fall, we ended up moving back into our own apartment. We saved up money. And so that's, I was away from my parents. So I was able to really start to deconstruct. And gotcha. I started out, I remember watching, I could, I survived, I could stay goodbye. So that was Joshua Harris, who did a documentary, yeah. kind of going, you know, talking to people who are affected by it. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not alone. There's a lot of people who've gone through similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, I started finding different podcasts. I started reading different books. Um, and I found, you know, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I started to realize, wait, it's not just the purity culture that's wrong here. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot yep. more wrong here and I started like reading books and like listening to scholars and I remember just being like whoa 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 like the cognitive dissonance was like stop like you have to stop you can't read it anymore like you I didn't hear it but I was like but I do I want to know the truth right and then one day it just clicked in my head and I was like I was duped I (laughs) fell for this shit None of this shit is fucking real. <laughs> like I was like, blown away. I was like, my entire life has been a fucking lie. Like, shit. like I was yep. just like, like I can't even explain it. That's rough, and so, right? And then realizing like, that, yeah, did you feel and, like duped? Like, uh, totally duped. Lied to. This, totally. Yeah. And so the yep. last thing that made me, I ended up laying down on, on my bed. I looked up at the ceiling and I said, okay, God, if you're real, you need to show me right now. Uh, right now. Whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. The, the red, like part the sea, like right. you need to appear to me right now and show me that you're real. 
did anything happen? No. Nothing fucking Deafening silence. <laughs> yep. And I was like, this is a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And oh, fuck. yeah, I was really angry. Um, I'm still angry. Yes. Uh, As you should be, because you were fucking yeah. lied to for how many fucking years? Yeah. So you know? I started trauma therapy. Mm. Okay. So I've been Excellent. a lot of that and have been able to process. But because of that, because I kept it inside for so long, and now yeah. it's all coming out, like you're throwing it all up and trauma stays right. in your body. Yep. It's, it's created a lot of issues for me. Right. And learning, I have to relearn things. I have to yes learn how to feel my own body learn yeah i didn't even i don't know my sexual orientation like i don't know anything because i wasn't i wasn't prepared i wasn't taught right Right. like i learned a few things in in public school yeah but even then it was very like mean girls where it's like yeah. You, if you do this, you'll get AIDS and die. Like that type yeah. of thing. You get pregnant, you die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. And, you know, they still taught abstinence. And, mm. you know, that's the best way. So it's like it's... I never really had, like, proper sex education. Like, I knew about yeah. Honda and, like, yeah. birth control, so, which I did use. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I just, like, had no real understanding of how to enjoy sex for myself. And this was yeah. because I had never touched myself. I had never explored right. my own body. Right, right. That was, I was taught that, you know, that's dirty. I'm dirty, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm having to learn all of these things about my body and just like sex in general and I'm just like I know I'm married and I have a wonderful husband and he's so supportive mm-hmm. of everything but yeah. like he doesn't understand like how indoctrinated I was and like where I was for so long I was so numb like I didn't I wasn't a real person right yeah. person and this is why I say like my voice changed like I feel like I'm finding myself for the first mm-hmm. time yeah and I just, I continue, you know, to listen to your podcasts. I continue to listen to other podcasts. Yeah. I love Myth, Myth Vision. I don't know if you've heard of Myth Vision. I just, but shout I, out yeah. To, yeah. Shout out to Derek. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear, like, religious Derek scholars, Lambert. Yeah, Derek Lambert. Like, it's, I've learned so much. Just, like, it's insane. And so I've been, you know, slowly telling my mom, mm-hmm. Um, and so she's starting to kind of deconstruct things and figure okay. things out. Yeah. They're still going to church. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so my one brother, he was a biology major. I don't really know if he's Christian, but my sister actually just came out as gay. Okay. Nice. Which was huge. Like, right. <laughs> and I was a told which felt really special because i feel like she felt safe to come to me yeah and my sister like she was because she grew up behind me she was even more uptight because she didn't want the things to me to happen to her she ended up going into missions she ended up doing all this stuff and so it's like all of us kids like my parents are realizing like holy fuck like Mm. everything we taught them fucked up our kids yeah and so we're all kind of like that out so 
My youngest brother still claims to be a Christian. He still goes to church with my parents. Um, he just graduated college. He's 21. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. But that's kind of where we at, where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a baby, my second, my son, mm-hmm. and um, I'm still in therapy. Yes, therapy and, is important. Everybody go to fucking therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm in therapy, trying to work through this stuff, and it's just it's a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just I wanted to share my story because if anyone else is out there and yeah, they realize yes. like, gosh, I sexually abused and I didn't even know it like that was something I that was the hardest thing is and that's something I'm still having to come to terms with is like yeah I can't believe I was assaulted like yeah that many times and I didn't like it's very angry uh, it's very purity culture. so much to unpack and then just process each so much know, and like, it's new things like every day there's new yeah. memories that surface things that it's like right it's the purity culture it's you know the indoctrination the bible verses the wannas and then it's also you know my parents and Mm -hmm. how they responded to things and but it's all connected yeah it's all all of it just connected and like you pull one string and it's like it all just Mm -hmm. part yep yeah so it's like i still hate it (sighs) yeah i'm sorry I, i hate it i hate it so much and it's like i just i look at it now i'm like i don't know how anyone believes this yeah. right like i right my facebook old because you know i got facebook when it first came out so it's like mm. the people on there are there's lots of christians yeah um and it's like they're still posting that stuff like <sighs> christian stuff and it's just like i don't understand how you still believe this yeah right and it's just it's insane it's so interesting yeah. how the starting from the very beginning, how they tell you that you're a sitter, that yeah. foundation alone, right? Cre- right. You know, it primes you to accept more things, right? Like right. you don't have self-respect, you have low self-esteem. It's all my fault. They construct, right? And then there's and then, then all that shame though. added to that, right? And, and why don't they teach the boys to actually fucking respect women to keep their dicks in their pants? What, what about that shit? They Amazing. They're just Amazing. taught that they have no self-control. I fucking hate that shit. My husband still jokes about, because, you know, he was at the school, too. He went because mm. he had a full ride. Yeah. And, but he didn't give a shit about the school. Because he yeah. was like, this fucking joke. It's not a real yeah. school. None of the yeah. credits transferred. But yeah. he always jokes about how he would have to go to the side with the boys. And they would do the whole conversation about... Guys, the masturbating has to stop. Oh my god! That <laughs> all the time. He's like, you're really weird. You like sit around and people would talk about how they like they are tempted and they <sighs> masturbate. Why are they all talking? Like this is personal. Like, they are obsessed. Obsessed. It's, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everything. It's just so. It's, it's. It's. I remember. So I was in Mississippi and it was hot, and I mm. like left the dorm room wearing a tank top yeah. and I had an RA tell me that I had to change my shirt. God damn it. I'm 18 years old <sighs> and you know a glorious woman being told right. that I can't wear something. because it's, it's those shoulders. Up. It's the shoulders. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Gosh. But God. then again I was like you know I was just such a horrible person you know that everyone I guess 
because that one guy made that post because he was upset that I didn't like him. So right. then the whole school thinks I'm like this. Poor guy. You hurt his feelings. They're fragile little pieces of shit, you know? Yep. And then I go to like the dean or whatever, and then he doesn't. They don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All and, of and, and then they wonder why women or people who get assaulted don't come forward or report or cause shit like that. So. Oh fuck! Well, thanks for sharing that, and that yes. sounds like that's a lot. I'm so and sorry that happened. To we're you. glad that sounds like you're doing better. You're healing. Yes. Um, you're deconstructing all those things, and I'm glad that you are, you know, able yes. to talk about those things with your therapist. Yes. Um, and on here, so yeah. yes. Oh goodness, yeah, it's it's been rough, but I'm just glad that I figured it out. Yeah. You know, because I know there's people that are, you know, in their 60s, 70s, and then they realize it and they're like, oh my gosh, I spent my whole life. 29 and turning 30 was really, really hard. Yeah. Because so I think I finally deconstruct, like I left Christianity at 28. Mm. Okay. And so it was really hard. I had to really mourn my 20s. Yeah. You, like, you lost. Yeah. I lost. I mean, of course, my childhood, I feel like my childhood was also kind of stolen from me, but like yeah. just my 20s and being like an adult and doing things on my own, like right. that was even taken away from me, like yep. because of my mind and right. how much it was screwed up in my mind by the, the people around me. Yeah. You know, how I was brought up. And it's like, I know it's not my fault, but it's, it's so frustrating. And it's like, yeah. It took a while. There's still frustration with my parents, and mm -hmm. but I just appreciate that they're trying. Right. At least they acknowledge. And they that's unusual. And they, that's yes. actually awesome. Yes. No, and that's what I tell them too. I always tell my mom that, like, when she'll respond in a certain way, and she'll say, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," and I'm like, mm. "I'm like, you know, I just really appreciate that you listen to me and that you, you know, yeah. you're trying to understand." Right, because I know a lot of people will just shun their yeah. kids. It's and right. very, very <laughs> rare. So, so yeah. Are you I'm getting kicked out? You <laughs> 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 all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, work. Thank you so much, uh, Lainey. That that's holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and so your TikTok is big hair. Don't care. Okay. Like <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. And so she's getting kicked out. <laughs> one door open for me. So. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing something important here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, I haven't really been on TikTok recently since I got pregnant with my son. Oh, I kind of okay. like disappeared off TikTok. Okay. Yeah. But I still go on it. So you yeah. can contact me on there. I will respond to your messages. Nice. Okay. Um, I'm just not really actively posting things right now. Yeah. It's like you're being a mother or something, you know? Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah if somebody wants to talk to, to Lane here, uh, she's a, a good person to talk to. And I love to talk about it, honestly. Anyone okay. who wants to reach out to me and talk about it, I'm mm -hmm. like, please, I need people to talk about it with mm -hmm. because yeah. people who don't understand who haven't been through it it's like they just don't get it 
You're right. Even my husband, as supportive as he is, he still doesn't get it. Yeah. Can't fully really understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. He hasn't gone through it. So, yeah. Yeah. Feel, please reach out to me. Fuck yeah. yeah. And yeah. we always want to give a shout out to Recovering from Religion, which is an yes. awesome nonprofit organization. If you go to recoveringfromreligion.org, uh, you can find a very nice uh, community. Uh, yes. You can call 184-I-Doubt-It, which is a peer support line run by 100% volunteers. Fantastic organization. They provide hope, yes. healing, and support to those who are starting to doubt their faith, deconstruct, and they're looking for support for community. Um, and there's also the Secular Therapy Project, which is part of the Recovering from Religion yes organization as well which is a registry of secular therapists just fucking awesome they will make yes. you pray and shit it's <laughs> it's it's very awesome yes and dun 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 where the fuck are we uh i lost a script <laughs> oh my god ah, wow way wow. To go. <laughs> we wanted to remind you that we have a merch store if you know you know the link is a shut up i know how to win no you don't and read <laughs> god damn it uh please don't forget to subscribe to our channel smash that like button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes episodes come out on mondays and they are also available on all of uh, podcast platforms <laughs> english words <laughs> god damn it yeah we have people who don't watch us on youtube what's up with that come on rude rude god do the youtubes oh, yes uh follow us on the twitter at bathml 666 i can't read either at Math oh my god and meltry fitty math and bell math and bath of metal 666 is his we are also on threads threads at uh i think it's at bath and mill i don't know just don't search bernie and podcast yes, it'll come yes. up yeah so we're not yeah. In, in a non-threatening way. In a non-threatening way. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, we want to say a big thank you to our friends from patreon.com slash burning eden 666. You can be a patron. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Evelyn. Thank you, Atheist Chico. Chico. Big hug to you. Will, serving our country. Thank you yes. for your service. Uh, thank you, Lynn and Lisette in Canada. Who Canada. I will be, Canada. I will be seeing Lisette hanging out with Lisette in September. I'm excited. Exciting. We also want to uh, say thank you to our OGs and on Anchor, Robin M, William N, and Kit. Thank you, Kit. So, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So let's uh, wrap it up before she gets kicked out. I know. <laughs> She's got like locked in the library, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Well, okay. shit. Yep. Thank you so much you for again. sharing that story. Um, yes. Fuck purity culture. Yes. Fuck religion. Fuck fragile ass Christian. Uh, and all of that shit because yes, it's, it's fucking gross. It damages people. Fuck rapists. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. 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 Fuck rapists, man. Yeah. Can we just like, yeah, you know, little. little it's funny, little, like they can they can go back to church. No big deal. No big and deal. And repent. Just repent. That's all you have to do is repent. But you, the the victim, right. you are shamed. You're Forever. ousted. Ever. Yep. Yep. It's horrible. <sighs>
Well, what do we say when Mel falls on the floor? We say, hold down. You son of a bitch. <laughs>